0: Okay, hello and welcome everyone uh, to Vic's Take On, the podcast where we talk about business, change leadership, change management, uh, and all things related to business from my perspective and from the perspective of some of my guests. And today I'm sitting um, in the home office of my good friend Drew Ellis, who is the owner of i 2 i which is a digital consultancy, as well as uh, runs Like Minds. Drew, welcome. Thanks for being with
1: us. Lovely to be here. Fantastic, right? So, tell us a little bit about Like Minds first. So, Like Minds is um, a global thought leadership platform. We, we okay. founded it in 2009, really on the back of the explosion of social media, right. well, particularly Twitter. Yeah, um, which in this country was starting to gain traction, sort of towards the end of 2008. Okay, and um, <clears throat> uh, I'd only recently joined Twitter. Uh, okay, in fact, it was Stephen Fry that uh, encouraged me okay um, because I was a fan of his I was watching a a program on the television where he was in the Amazon right and um, I thought I really must find out a little bit more went on his website was he live tweeting kind of thing and and yeah and it said the first thing at the front of his website was follow me on Twitter so I thought oh, I've got to do this get on this Twitter thing you know um, and I did so. And of course my feed is then immediately filled, flooded yeah. with, with Stephen, with Stephen stuff. <laughs> um and no one else, because I'm not following anyone yeah. else. And, and I'm looking at it thinking, well, what do you do now? Mm. Uh, oh, Twitter, it's all about engagement, isn't yeah. it? It's about, you know, talking to people. So okay. I need to say hello to him. Yeah. And he'd put a picture up of a, I think the world's smallest frog. It was on, you know, on the tip of his thumb. Right. right? Yeah. And, uh, In the middle of the Amazon. So I I tweeted, you know, how cute or something something. fairly innocuous. And he replied. Oh, look at you. He was online Mm. at that time. At that moment, yeah. 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 And said something like, thanks, you know. And it it completely um blew my mind in the sense of disintermediating. You know, if I'd wanted to talk to Stephen Fry, I would have had to gone through, you know, agents, secretaries, whatever. Yeah. Here I was able a year long process to yeah, get there yeah get in touch with him immediately yeah. and f- for me the uh, the internet was was my industrial revolution yeah if absolutely you like. yeah and I thought I wouldn't see the like of it again yeah. it was going to change the world which of course it has done yeah uh, both you know socially economically
0: uh, all sorts of all sorts areas. of ways yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: um and here was another medium that was going to radically change yeah. the way that we um, communicate. Absolutely. So uh, I started f- searching for people who lived in Exeter, okay. which is close yeah. to where where I live down yeah. in Devon in the southwest of the UK. And um, this guy followed me back um, and and sent a message saying, "You've got an interesting bio. You know, should we meet for a coffee?" Fantastic. And I said, Sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm leaving the house and, and my wife says, where are you going? And I said, I'm, I'm going to Exeter. And she said, but you don't know anyone in Exeter. And then she she gave me a strange look. and She said, you're going to meet a strange man. You've met on the Internet, aren't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, um, you know, I'm a big guy. I yeah. can, I can, you, you can handle, I it, can yeah. handle it. So yeah. um, so we met up and um, he said, I'm thinking of doing a tweet up. Um, and in Exeter okay. because I want to meet more people for for my business. Yeah, he was running a, a consultancy, marketing consultancy. Um, and I said that sounds like a great idea. You know, I'm I'm in a similar position. Yeah. Um, happy to work on this with you. Um, but tweet ups are a bit passe. You yep. know, I spend a lot of time in London. Yeah. Um, I am what my. Neighbors call a twat, you know. <laughs> Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And Thursdays. yeah. Um, and tweet ups are a bit, uh, you know, they're a bit passe. Yeah. So why don't we give it a focus, get a speaker, um, okay. and then maybe you know rent a room in the in a pub, top of a pub, yeah, and and get twenty or thirty people together. Fantastic and, idea. And, and, and listen to them. <clears throat> That's a great idea," he said. Oh, "I tell you what, I've got someone in mind. Let me let me get in touch with them and yeah. let's have another coffee next week, and I'll tell you, you know, how far I've got." Okay. So we we met up again, and he said, uh, "I've got two speakers." Wow. I said, "Fantastic," but that's you know, kind of forty minutes in a pub now. That's yeah. a bit bit bigger, um, and. You know how, how how you know how are we going to market it? And he said, "Well, I just thought we'd market it on Twitter." You know, yeah, just put it out there. We're, we're going to talk about Twitter, so let's put it out on Twitter. Yeah. I said, "That's a great idea," but if we're going to have um, two people, you know, we, we need to think a little bit more about this. Yeah. And he says, "Yeah, yeah," because uh, they they will fly over. And I went, "What?" <laughs> he said, "Oh yeah, didn't I didn't I mention that they're 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 coming from the US?" What? And I said, "Well, okay." But this is costs. And he said, well, yeah. And I said, well, who's paying for this? He said, well, I thought we were. (laughs) Yeah, but because we were going to charge a ticket price, you know, £25. I said, well, that's a lot of £25. How do we know we're going to get enough people to pay for an airfare and hotels, etc.?
0: That's an expensive exercise. This
1: is is a thing. I said, look, uh, why don't I have a word with a few people in London that I know and invite them down and we'll do a half a day seminar. And, okay. and we'll get six people together yeah. and and see see how it goes. And you go off and see if you can raise some sponsorship to cover the cost of, of the flights to the, yeah. the hotels for the, for, Makes the, sense. for the American guys. And uh, so he did. And we were uh, supported by some local businesses, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and we put the event on. Okay. 225 people came. What? I know. Yeah, and that wasn't a, a room ab- uh, above a that pub, was it? wasn't a room above a pub, no. Yeah. So we, uh, well, I just said, look, this is a business. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. obviously, there's a demand here for yeah. this sort of quality of speaker yeah. that you don't normally get in the Southwest absolutely. because they're in America or they're right. in London. And as we know, you know, to get to London, it's a lot of money on the it's train. It's costly. Yeah. A lot of money yeah. in a hotel. Yeah. And you haven't even paid for your, you know, your ticket to the event. Yeah. So... We did it again and, and and again and again and here we are 10 years down, down the line and um, we've run them in New York a couple of times, we've run them in Helsinki, wow. um, we've run them in London obviously, okay. um, but our, our home city is, is, ex- ex- is Exeter. Okay. So um, over, over
0: those 10 years, how has um, Like Minds evolved? I mean you, you said it started out as something that was talking about Twitter, hmm. um, how's that evolved? I mean the last,
1: I've, I've been to the last few and Kind of Twitter, I don't think has been mentioned. No, uh, because of course life has moved on. Yeah. And whilst Twitter is still a part of what we do, and obviously yeah. we're we're broadcasting it on Twitter and talking about it on Twitter, sure. there are many many mm-hmm. other channels and platforms, and so um, it's expanded into probably. A lot around digital marketing. Yeah. Um, okay. Because these these are the channels that every business needs to use. Yeah. And fundamentally, Light Minds is about how you grow and scale your business. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter yeah. whether you're a llama farmer yeah. or you're the head of marketing at Nokia. Okay. You know, I, yeah. I, we witnessed a, a brilliant conversation once in the bar at the Southgate Hotel between a, a llama farmer okay. from north devon and the head of marketing from from, from nokia, nokia. Oh, and both of them came away you know the llama farmer had had a, a master class in marketing yeah. digital marketing from the from the nokia guy yeah and the nokia guy had never met a llama farmer before thought it was wonderful <laughs> and how was many of us fascinated, fascinated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah in 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 what he was doing that's and fantastic. how he was growing his business yeah and that's you know they're like-minded individuals Absolutely. and that's what like-minds is about it brings people together to share experience um, we try and find entrepreneurs who've built and scaled a business Yeah. Um, who are not you know over 50 sure so they're a little bit more relevant yeah than perhaps the the icons in in entrepreneurship like sir richard branson sure. um, who you know obviously is incredibly successful yeah but you question whether he could start a record company today, or whether a, a different environment, start, different times, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. different times. Yeah. Life's moved on. <clears> so <throat> you want to hear about the people who are making things and doing things um, today, currently,
0: yeah, currently, very yeah. good. So what is the what is the future for Like Minds? I mean, um, as you said, it's it's a kind of an Exeter-based um, thing because this is your home kind of city. Um, you've done a couple in London, New York. What's the future for for Larkmans? Where are we going with this?
1: Well, it's a global platform and it sort of slightly irritates me when people call it a local um, event. Sure. It is a local event, obviously, a local event for local people. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not go there. Um, Yeah. We we put our content out online so anyone around the world can see it yeah. um, and we've now built effectively a content platform. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We've got blog posts going up on an almost daily basis. We run a series of business breakfasts yep. um, every other week yeah. in London um, with some really interesting people. Yeah. Um, and again, those are, if you can't make the breakfast, those are recorded and blogged about afterwards. Afterwards, Very good. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's an, you know, I think we've got a hundred keynote videos up there now from wow. across the last decade yeah. of Like Minds in Exeter. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a content platform right. aimed at. SMEs, entrepreneurs, business okay. leaders who want to grow and scale their business. Okay, um, and that's
0: going to be the kind of continuous. And that's the vision? continued, yeah, okay. the continued
1: vision. And yeah. and obviously, the more people that that consume that content, okay. the better.
0: So you're not looking to kind of get set up in other cities around
1: the world. Um, no, no, well, not at the moment. Okay. I mean, it was going back sort of five or six years a thought that wouldn't it be great if we could run a like minds once a month somewhere in the world. Okay. Um, yeah. And that, you know, appealed to me because sure. I enjoy travelling and yeah. I thought that's great, you know, I yeah. could go to New York one month and then go to, you know Costa Rica the next exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but what we very quickly learnt was it's an enormous amount of work yeah. to it's just a huge undertaking that, isn't it? Yeah. And the curation process is 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 quite long. Yep. Um and then you have to find sponsorship, yeah. Which is tough yep. in any market. Absolutely. And if you're not physically in the market setting up those relationships is difficult. virtually impossible yeah. we, you know i went to dubai three times okay um and the whole idea was very very well received sure but as soon as i left dubai they forgot about me. There was nobody to, and there's to no one perpetuate there to, it to, to, to keep the ball yeah, yeah, rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um So, uh, <clears throat> unless we end up working with a major sponsor mm. who understands the value of what we're okay. trying to do, and they're a global brand so yeah. that they want the reach in those territories, okay, it's unlikely
0: that. Okay. They're... So the 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 whole idea of sponsorships is is kind of an interesting idea to me. So your sponsorships are to. Uh, sponsor speakers, sponsor venues,
1: yeah. uh, all that sort of thing. To cover the costs. Cover that's the right. costs, yeah. Okay. So the, the, it's a very simple business model. Um, the sponsors pay effectively the costs to put it on. Okay. So venue hire, the filming, yeah. the marketing, communications, all oh, of that side of yeah. stuff. And they get obviously exposure through that. And they get exposure yeah. through that. Um, and they get, obviously, online exposure because their brand is associated with all the keynote videos that go up afterwards yeah. and all of the social media mentions, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Very good. Um, but also there's the opportunity for them to take advantage of the fact that we've built this community of business people. Yeah. All of whom might be interested in their goods and services. So it's not just about broadcasting all sure. the time. It's about coming in and having your staff at the events physically involved,
0: involved engaged, engaged all that okay, yeah. right, yeah, um, I remember actually the first one that I did um there was a one of your sponsors um there was a number of people standing at the the desk as you came in, mm. and they were kind of handing out the lanyards and yes. people's names and all that yeah. sort of. So that's the engagement you're looking for from the sponsors.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and to talk to the talk to the <coughs> attendees yeah. and find out what businesses they're in and yeah. if there's something that they can help them with, then yeah. that's great. Um, you know, the, 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 they can range from mobile phone companies. You know, we've had Nokia sponsor, as yeah. I mentioned previously, Orange. Um, but we've also had smaller businesses, local businesses, yeah. get involved. Stephen Scans, the, um, the law solicitors. Firm, solicitors, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who have been immensely supportive. Yeah. people understand the value yeah. of that physical face-to-face. Absolutely. Yeah, it's that engagement, that, that that
0: that gets people more uh, attuned to that that brand yeah. as as a sponsor. It's very yeah. good. So yeah. let's yeah. let's just pick up on that uh, a little bit further, if that's all right with you, Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, so you run. Like Minds, mm-hmm. okay, um, as one business model, but then you've got I two R, which is your digital consultancy. That's right. How, yeah. how do the two integrate with each other, and how have you gone from running this digital consultancy to now also running Like Minds? And what what is the uh, has there been a transition? Have you as Like Minds now more of your focus? How
1: How's that kind of developed and worked? it's probably split 50 okay. 50 um the benefit for me of like minds for mm. eye to eye is that it's a lot easier for me to get in touch with the ceo of twitter and Very say good. would you like to come and speak yeah rather than me ringing and say hi i'm a digital consultancy <laughs> you, know, you can hear the phone going down yeah because he yeah, gets before he's even answered the phone's going yeah. down yeah, yeah yeah he's got a thousand calls like that every day yeah um and again going back to what happens at Light like Minds is you build a relationship with that person yeah. so then sometime down the line you can offer up a solution to them or have you thought about this or are you working in this space because you've so already something. got that relationship because you've already going. got that relationship yeah. um so it's very beneficial in terms of new business very and good and that's not to stop any other digital agency becoming involved in like Minds. Sure. it's a it's a Big old wide world. It's there. a huge world, yeah. And There's we're lots of space for everyone. Specialise in in yeah. certain areas. I to I tends to specialise in the luxury market. Yeah. So we do a lot of work with private members clubs. Um, okay. High end property yeah. companies. Yeah. Um And. Having founded i to Eye in 1994, which was really you know right at the beginning of the internet. Yeah, that was with, the early uh, days, dial-up days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dial-up, all, all that, that wonderful stuff. K, yeah. Oh, hello. I know it's hard yes. to believe now. Um, How did we get from there to where we are now? <laughs> what a journey! Yeah, a lot of, lot of smart people helping. Yeah. Um, so we built some of the first websites. Okay. You know, we helped some of those crazy in that .dot com rush. Yes. Um, we. Uh, got approached by a client called First Tuesday um, right. pretty early on and helped build their database <laughs> and they were a networking event. Okay. Uh, not really that dissimilar to LightMinds. Like okay and I do wonder whether subconsciously I've I've taken a little bit of you've First picked Tuesday. up some of that stuff, yeah. Yeah. But and, we all do and, that and, anyway, isn't and it? Put that into LightMinds. Like yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing's new as they said. <laughs> no. Um but what First Tuesday used to do was they'd run a monthly event, um in London, right. to start with, and then they, they went global, uh, where there was a traffic light system and you would register either as an entrepreneur and wear a little green sticker, okay. a, an investor and yeah. wear a little red sticker, or you'd be a, a, you know, what they call an intermediary, so a okay. lawyer, an accountant, yeah. uh, a Somebody professional services, yeah, stands like, in between the two, stands yeah. in between yeah. the yeah. two. And, of course, that's, that's literally what used to happen. Okay. The, 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 there would be this huge room of yeah. 500 people. You know, wow. There would be a lot of people yeah. there. And all the green stickers would run towards the red stickers. <laughs> and the orange stickers would be going, just a minute, just yep. before we have go that conversation, all, yeah, yeah. perhaps I can help you know, negotiate this. <laughs> just get in between. Yeah. And get in between. Yeah. Um, and a lot of really interesting startups were were, were born yeah. out of that. Okay. Um, we, 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 we helped build a, a platform called Money World Right, um, which was then bought by Interactive <coughs> Investor or III, uh, run by Sherry okay. um which was then purchased by the Daily Mail Group and is now This Is Money. So if you, right. if you okay. type moneyworld.co.uk, and you'll you'll go to This Is Money. Um, okay, wow. And and it was a wonderful idea. Um, the guy who founded it um, on a very simple principle, and of course you have to remember there were no websites yeah. then really to yeah. speak of. And what he used to do was he'd go downstairs at four o'clock and buy the evening standard. Okay. Go back upstairs, repurpose all the content <laughs> and put it up online under Money World. Or the curation. Yeah. Yeah. Beat the FT to the news, the city news <laughs> the following day. So yeah. got a lot of attention from wow. financial services companies who yeah. wanted to advertise on there. Yeah. And within a very short space of time, um, he sold it. Wow. Uh, for, you know, many millions. Yeah. Substantial, uh, amount uh, of money. A substantial amount of money mm. I remember him telling me a very funny story he said when he was very stressed when the transaction was going through and on the day his lawyers had said it's it's done it's all done and he said well how do I know when the money's arrived you know yeah. he, they said well you need to ring your bank yeah so he rang the bank couldn't get through just couldn't couldn't, constantly <laughs> couldn't get constantly engaged yeah. you know in those days <clears> again, yeah you know, very yeah. difficult everybody, but, phoned everybody, everybody phoned the bank everybody yeah. phoned the bank because there's nothing online and his business partner said to him why don't you just go to the cash machine and put your card in and then you'll..." he went oh that's a brilliant idea so he ran downstairs put his card in the machine yeah yeah. there it is bang all the money all the in, money all the money in, the in there yeah and he thought i really need a record of this and he, say, he said do you want a receipt yes press print he said do you know what they don't make those slips wide enough <laughs>
0: last oh, three no zeros way. went off the edge yeah
1: i thought yes yeah banks obviously haven't thought about that either
0: yeah i know anyway. i think that's the kind of transaction we we need somewhere <laughs> now <in our lap, laughs> yes. yes.
1: we all need transactions <clears throat>
0: absolutely
1: so yes going back to eye to eye um it's focused primarily as i say on on luxury brands yeah and we've now started to build out from that other businesses okay so uh, for example we've just created a brand called Ultralux right. um, which is focused in the property industry initially yeah um, where we know through working with property companies that it's very difficult to get content about your particular development into a newspaper yep. how to spend it yeah or a homes and property um, but with the birth of, of sponsored content which yes. is seems to be taking over it's the world of publishing going crazy moment, yes yeah um, I was looking at a, a, a men's magazine, uh, fashion magazine, and okay. to add <laughs> the, those yeah. sorts of men's magazine. And at the top, it would say, you know, promotion. Yeah. I counted the number of pages, and two thirds of that magazine was sponsored, was content. sponsored content. Wow. Uh, and yet they're still charging a, you know,
0: a premium a, for the magazine, a,
1: a, a price yeah. for the magazine. Yeah. yeah.
0: And as um, you say, it was a. A uh, 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 fashion magazine, men's yes, fashion magazine. Fashion magazine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's we're full of advertising it, as well. Yeah, you know, absolutely, yeah. uh,
1: it's 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 very interesting to see, and, and it's I quite think, targeted and all those sort of things. Yeah, yeah. We've all got to be aware <clears throat> of what you know. People talk about fake news, but you've also got to be fe- aware of what when you're being sold to. Absolutely, it's not yeah. always obvious. Yeah, and uh, so we've built this platform to say to the PR companies, look, we will put that content. or will guarantee mm. to put that content up here, yeah. up there. But there's a cost yeah. to it. Um, and at the end of each article, there'll be a link straight through to the developer or the sales team or Very whoever good. it is that yeah. you want to um, help sell the properties. Um, and that was born out of, like minds accepting some sponsored content. And I remember... What a pleasure. Talking to the, the, the company that provides it yeah. um, and reading the articles and saying, yep, look, they're, they're well written. That seems a good fit. Yeah. And they said... What's your PayPal address? And I said, Well, why do I, why do you need my PayPal address? And they said, Because we're going to pay you as well. I said, What? You're writing the content and giving it to me and paying me? And they said, Yeah, that's yep. what sponsored content is. <laughs> you need a few more clients, I like I it, don't few, you? Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's brilliant. It was, you know, yeah. it's a small amount of money, sure, but if you put a zero on the end of that, that was how Ultralux was founded. Yeah. Because you, if you work in a in a high net worth world, yeah, you're selling valuable property, absolutely. then that has an increased value, value for yeah. that particular content. Post yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and another example would be, again, property focused, where we realised that um, funding for developers is yeah. getting tighter and tighter, much harder, tighter, harder yeah. and harder to get. And, and the banks are charging increasingly high interest. Um, the margins are, are getting thinner and thinner. Yeah, they
0: they they're squeezing up, aren't they? Squeezing yeah, up,
1: yeah. So we are now in a position where we can offer development finance. Okay. Um, from institutional investors, so right. from pension funds, yeah. both here and in America. Okay. Um, and can raise money for developers from twenty-five to one hundred and fifty million. Wow, um, that's fantastic. So that's a very attractive proposition. Yes. For our property clients Absolutely. who yeah. we know because we know yeah. through the digital marketing yeah. um, so it's all, it's all kind of working together about. so it's all working all together integrated. all okay. integrated it doesn't sound like it is yeah. in yeah. silos yeah. but actually it's all totally integrated and, and that's the best way for a business to work isn't it is yeah. to have all those kind of parts working parts synergistically working together. together so you know we've we've launched um one Tower Bridge, which is a big development in, in London a few okay. years ago, by light like minds putting on a physical launch, an yeah. event yeah. and inviting the right kind of people to that event. Very good. Working with the connections that I to I have with luxury brands yeah. to pull together a goodie bag that was chandon um, cufflinks from yeah. Thresher and Glenny, okay. um, a candle from Rachel Vosper. So it all so kind of fits into, into, fits yeah, into yeah, yeah. the network of clients that we know. Yeah, um, and, and to the to to the people that you're trying to promote, and to the people that you're trying, yeah. yeah, and then use our social media team, our eye to eye, yeah, to promote it digitally. Brilliant. So there's a seamless, yeah, you know, and and if we've been able to provide the funding for the development in the first place, yeah. then we would have done absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. everything, yeah. So, uh, right. That's how the whole thing okay. mes- meshes together. That's
0: fantastic. Um, so now uh, let, let's uh, take it back a little bit further. If I remember correctly, one conversation we had when we probably first met, mm. um, you were telling me that you have got a music industry background. Yes, that's right. How does I mean? How do you go from well? Firstly, how did you get into the music industry, and then how do you go from that into the digital environment? Long story. Yeah,
1: uh, very another, short. <laughs> another life. How long have we got? Um, so I was studying for a graphic design degree okay. in London um, and trying to work out what it was that I was going to do when I got this degree. Where, you know, what kind of a job was I going to get? Yeah. And I remember talking to to a friend of mine, I think, and, and and he said, "Well, always try and get a job with something that you enjoy. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just." A drudge yeah. you know it, it's it's, it's out to be yeah. a nine-to-five kind of thing and, yeah and if you brilliant. really want to to enjoy you know your working life do, do something you enjoy what do you enjoy and I said I love music yeah and I said but you know what on earth could I do yeah. as a designer in music and he said design record covers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And a face palm, yeah, moment, yeah, that's when you slap yourself oh, in the face God. very hard. Yeah. yeah, that's that must be a job because yeah. someone's got to do that, absolutely. So, my father had bought me a book at Christmas uh, yeah. from a well known design group at the time called Hypnosis, okay. Um, and Storm Thorson, who was one of the partners, had, had written some very amusing stories about how they. Designed these album covers and how they'd photograph these album covers. Right. Things like floating the pig over Battersea Power Station or showing Pink Floyd the design for Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. All of the band pointing at the same design and going, (laughs) "That one." That's what we Um, want. Yeah. And so I got very enthused about this and uh, remember coming back to my flat from uh, the summer holidays and chatting to my flatmate in the kitchen, and he said, "You'll never guess what I've been doing over." The summer holiday, right? To earn some money because he didn't go home. He yeah. stayed in London, and I said, "I have no idea." What I said, "You went? weren't you working in a pub?" Yeah. He said, "Yeah, yeah, that didn't really work out. <laughs> I, my maths isn't great." And the publican had said, "Listen." I'm going to fire you. You're a lovely guy, but yep. I'm going to fire you. And if you want a job, a holiday job, why don't you go and speak to that guy sitting on the end of the bar? Right. Because uh, he's in your world. He's he's in design. Okay. And, and uh, that He's one of those arty ones. He's one of those yeah, yeah, arty yeah, ones. Yeah. And so Lindsay went over and chatted to one of the partners in hypnosis, oh, it wow. turns out, who... Gave him a job okay. because they said we need an assistant yeah. to, you know, even just make the tea and sweep the studio floor kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, great holiday job. Great holiday job. So he said, I went to work for this this company called Hypnosis. I went. Oh my god, you're joking! Yeah. I have just bought the book. Yeah, you know, I just yeah, read yeah. the book. Yeah. And I've decided I'm that's what I'm going to write my thesis on for your degree to do for the degree. Yeah. you've got to write something. Uh, can I interview them? And he said, Yeah, well, I'll, I'll introduce you. You know, okay. and you can ask them. And he took me round there the following week, and they were incredibly generous. They were, in fact, going through the process of a, a, a book called Album Cover Album, and right. they got all sorts okay. of off-cuts in, you have to remember, again, pre-digital, they yes, were all yeah. um, contact sheets yes. that were all scissored up, lying, all, all cut, up, cut out, and cut all, out laying, out, around, and
0: all yeah. lying, laying around. It's, it's it. also the, the era before... Um, uh, CDs yeah and, yeah, yeah this is re- real was, yeah, album 12, cover yeah, stuff we're we we talking about
1: cover land. yeah um, so I came away with all this fantastic content for my thesis yeah. um, and said thanks very much and yeah. one of the partners said so are you you and Lindsay at college together and I yeah. said yeah yeah he said well so you must design and I said yeah and they said could could you give us some help too because we're really busy wow and I said, Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I said, But I'm, you know, like Lindsay, I've got to go to uni, uni and, and get do things done. Yeah. Sessions. And they said, Pay my folks fine. back, kind That's of thing. fine, just come in when you can, you know. Oh, wow. So I would, I, when I wasn't at lectures or yeah. wasn't working at, at college, I'd come into 6 Denmark Street, where they were based in Tin right. so Pan Alley, um, and worked on some amazing album covers, you know, uh, Paul McCartney, uh, Led brilliant. Zeppelin, yeah. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, and in the end, when I finished my degree, yeah. they gave me a job.
0: Oh, wow. Um, and you had a resume by then already because uh, you worked, yeah, worked that, on some well, good we stuff. Just,
1: we got a relationship. Yeah. So, again, going back to that yeah. whole thing about you know getting to know people yes. and, and the trust that you build up between each other.
0: And, and before you carry on there, Drew, what I'm hearing here all the way along is going back to that old story. It's not what you know but who you but, know that can help you progress
1: along. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, obviously, and who, you need to know stuff. Yeah, and people know people. Yeah. So even, you know, in a conversation with somebody in a pub when yeah. they're going to fire you. Absolutely. He knew somebody. So it's not And it's worries. that
0: connection that, that takes you where you yeah. need to get it. So you've got Fantastic. to explore those conversations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you listen to the talk that um, Chris Moss gave this year at Like Minds, yes. sorry, last year. Last Light year, Minds. yeah. Uh, he talks about luck, and, and his question was, how lucky are you? Yeah. And a lot of people say... You know, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very true. Absolutely. But you've got to put yourself in the position yeah. in order to receive the luck. a uh, very, very much so. If yeah. I hadn't gone and, and interviewed the guys, yeah, they wouldn't have given me the job. Yeah. If I hadn't decided that I was going to write my thesis on record sleeve design, I would never have put myself in, in that place, position. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, that resulted in me the the, the hypnosis closed when. MTV launch, because right. all the budgets have come out of record sleeves and gone into online yeah. video making. Yeah. So I helped make, <clears throat> produce some of the first pop promos. So oh, we wow. did, you know, Paul Young, Wherever I Lay My Hat. Goodness and, gracious me. And Greenback Films, which is the name of the company that Hypnosis had transitioned into, yeah, were known for storytelling. Because yeah. again, the promos that had been created up until then were just live Pictures of the band, yeah. uh, uh, live footage of the band. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a real story. There wasn't to a really real, st- yeah, a real yeah. story, and of course, the, a lot of the, the the music in that era was storytelling. Was storytelling, yeah. Um, without it being sort of country and western, sure, kind of yeah. Story, but yeah. There was a there was a, a theme running yeah. through the song. There was a reason for writing it. Yeah. Pre-electronic EDM. Yeah, all that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, uh, um, not more, kind of
0: our too. era though, is it? <laughs>
1: Well, the craft work, you know, there were some early pioneers of that, and Heaven Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I cut my teeth, you know, learning how editing works and how the film industry works, and then moved into making long form videos for people like Barry Gibb, and um, we did a show reel with um, uh, one of the very famous TV detectives uh, actors of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a great great time but yeah. what I found was it was incredibly frenetic you'd be working 12 16 hour days yeah. and then you'd have three weeks of sitting around waiting for the next movie to come in yeah and okay round. so I'd said to Storm So it was all these highs, highs and, lows and lows all the time yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that was linked to my earning power because yeah. of course I'm not fully employed I'm yeah. a freelance yeah. so it's you know day rates yeah and you um, need to keep those up <laughs> and you need to keep yeah. those up yeah so I would said to Storm look i it's not really for me I want to go back to do record sleeve design okay. and he said that's a great idea why don't you do the record sleeves because we keep getting phone calls from bands saying can you design a record sleeve and okay. we're saying no because we do we've movies. moved on yeah we've moved on yeah and he said and, and if you get to work with some of the artists of your generation yeah. uh, perhaps you could suggest that we do their videos so yeah. we have a you know yeah, a, symbiotic a collaborative, relation, yeah, collaborative. collaborative relationship yeah, yeah. Um, And so I founded um, a design agency called Icon. Um, We built that up um, and uh, took premises on Farringdon Road in London, three and a half thousand square foot warehouse with about 30 staff. Um, Very good. And then we opened a studio in LA, um, in Studio City, to look after the American market. It was one of the things that we did with sleeves was we'd do a slightly different sleeve for America. Okay. Yeah. Because that made them collectible. Yeah. And they knew the record companies loved it because they knew the fans would buy it twice. So <laughs> they, they they didn't mind paying yeah. for an additional sleeve know, to, artwork, be yeah, 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 yeah. to be created. Yeah. Um and then I was approached in uh, 1989 um, to sell to a, a UK public company right a uh, who big printing firm who printed gatefold okay. sleeves and had just launched a newfangled thing for this cd market, market called the yeah. digipack okay and um, which was a way of retaining the quality of print that you get on an album cover yeah. without having to put it behind a shiny plastic right you know yeah. so it was a cardboard yeah. mechanism okay with a with a cd tray in the back so uh, so we sold the business okay um, very good to them yeah um, I worked for them for four or four and a half years right Learned how public company operates Operate. so the youngest group managing director in the in the company at the yeah. time I was 29 Lovely um, stuff. And, and great experience though. great experience yeah and then in 1994 I got a CompuServe account Okay. Those? Yeah, Remember yeah, CompuServe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny numbers at <laughs> CompuServe.com. Um, and email and, and yes. started sending emails and started to understand what this internet digital. thing was yeah. and what digital was. Yeah. And then thought, we're, <coughs> we're a printing group, this is really going to impact on our business. Yeah. We need to hire some developers and start to explore how to build websites. Right. And mention this to my immediate boss who said What's a developer? So <laughs> I sort of explained you, as much as I knew, which yeah. was only about five minutes more than he knew. Yeah. Um, but that made he, you a thought leader, though. <laughs> but it made me a thought leader. Yeah. I guess so, and he said, you need to write a board report. Okay. And I started to lose the will to live because I'm I'm used to entrepreneurial companies. Thinking. Where you, yeah. Well, you have what we used to call a corridor conversation. You see a business partner yeah. or your colleague, and you'd say, Hey. I think we should do this. What do you think? And they go, No, I think that's rubbish. Or they go, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and go, Great, and we do it. Board decision done. (laughs) Board decision done. Um, Yeah. But public companies don't operate like that. They can't. So I spent, you know, a week writing a board report, lots of research, putting it together, and the message came back: the internet's a fad; it'll never take off.
0: Oh, oh. So. I wonder where the person that made that decision is
1: today. Thought about (laughs) that? Yeah, it's a bit like turning down the Beatles. Yes, yeah. Um, I thought about it for another six months, and then I decided, look, I've I've sold the business. got a bit of runway. I'm going to do it all over again. I'm going to start. Make a move. Make a move, yeah. Start this business eye to eye. And uh, um, and had a Mac in my spare room, so literally started it in the spare room um, of my house. That's fantastic. So, and then... And it then grew. and then it went fro- yeah. from there. To, okay, so yeah.
0: how did you find that transition, um, kind of as we close off um, the, the interview here, Drew, how did you find that transition of going from the um, the physical environment, the mm. um, sleeve cover design, mm. to the digital environment? That would
1: have been a huge transition to it make. Wa- it was a huge <clears> transition, <throat> and I was lucky in the respect that that transition happened for me while I was at the public company, okay. and they had the resources to equip us right because one of the issues that we had at icon was we had one mac right and we had 30 designers and they would queue and we had i mean it's funny to (laughs) to think about it now but we had a mac room okay because we thought that this ought to be hermetically sealed in some way away from any dust and general studio Garbage. Rubbish, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, because we've got a dark room, we've got a, a, a machine that you know blew the letters up and yes, down, yeah. and, and uh, each thing a, had its room, scalpels, it. yeah. you know, scraping ink off whiteboards and stuff. Yeah. So um, part of the deal was you will buy thirty max, right, and, and make us the the preeminent digital design company um working the in time. the entertainment industry yeah. at the time um, right. and they did do that so we all learnt on the job um, okay. l- you know lots of the staff were obviously younger than me yeah. um but I had to teach myself i mean we had some tutors sure. come in and yeah. teach us how to use what we then use quark express but obviously now <laughs> the adobe creative suite yeah. so we we taught ourselves but what was lovely about that uh, again was the collaborative nature yeah. um, where someone would say out loud to the room oh how do you how do you save again yeah and someone would shout back it's apple s yes oh yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. hello yeah yeah thank you now you get you know rfm (laughs) (laughs) but we were all learning together it was very very collaborative and that and that was a great uh, environment to be in you know and it it's new. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now you go on Udemy or well, yeah, you, know, YouTube, you can learn anything about anything
0: online. I think one of the key things that you just picked up there was this whole word collaborative. And mm. and I think in business today, it's something we really do miss is the collaboration between not just people in an office that work for the same company, mm. but between different businesses. Absolutely. Who are, even, who are even in the same environment. And, and uh, before the, the uh, interview, you and I were talking about this and the whole idea of, um, you know, the, the world's a big place. There's a lot of room. There's, a, there's enough space for everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and you see, if, if you and I do a similar sort of thing, you would see it from a different perspective to me. And so some people would work with you and not with me. Hmm. But we could work together collaboratively, collaboratively to achieve a goal for a client. Yeah.
1: And, and not get in each other's way exactly you know? and and exactly in the way that you've just done with Warren Knight yep. um you know who also teaches LinkedIn, LinkedIn yeah. training um but comes at it from a slightly different perspective yep. um you know I've collaborated with other designers yep. you know uh, one of the things I did back in the days of hypnosis was that they were fantastic image makers yep. but their typography was appalling okay and uh, as a as a LCP student as yep. was, uh, typography was a key part of key the part course of, yeah. and so I recognised that that needed to change okay. and there was only so much I could do, I yeah. was still a student. Yeah. But You I, were limited in your kind of knowledge and yeah, scope. limited yeah, in yeah. my knowledge and scope yeah. but I knew some designers that I happened to be at college with previously so where I did a foundation course in Manchester so um, when I was on foundation uh, both Malcolm Garrett um, and Peter Saville who were very well known, well recognized record yeah. sleeve designers okay. then, um, were in their final year. Okay. And then when I moved to LCP, um, Neville Brody was in his final year, right. who had, had just designed the Face magazine. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I I introduced Neville to Hypnosis, and he designed the second Hypnosis book. Wow. Um, um, which I worked on as well. Yeah and malcolm you know designed the last led zeppelin album cover album cover for hypnosis amazing and, Um, we've we've collaborated together on other designs projects, projects over, projects the, over yeah. the years yeah yeah um and so there shouldn't be anything stopping anybody yeah. who's in a similar industry working with somebody else because Absolutely. there's always a, a slightly different Perspective, Absolutely. That everybody can pick up and learn from. Yeah, and
0: everybody can learn from each other. Everybody I mean, can learn from yeah. Themselves. Somebody said to me the other day, if we get ever get to the place of thinking that we know it all, yeah, um, it's actually time to step off this planet because
1: then we don't belong here anymore. Yeah, we we, we can all learn from each other all the time. And you should be, you should yeah. be constantly learning. Yeah. You know, I I remember thinking, oh, I can't wait for school to end, and I, I don't <laughs> have to I don't have to learn anymore. <laughs> And actually, what I meant was I don't have to learn in that way, that way yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm learning every day. Every Absolutely. Day I learn yeah. New. Every day has and to be a learning what day. Makes yeah. it interesting. Yeah. That's what makes life interesting.
0: I mean, I, I'm sitting here talking with you, and we have, you know, doing this this interview, and um, there's so many things that I'm learning as you're talking. I mean, what I know about design is really dangerous. You know, give me a pen and, and a ruler. You love to
1: be dangerous. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I
0: mean, I, I'm so design challenged. I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um,
1: uh, yeah. Um, so design just it, it bypassed me. I, I don't yeah, think but, I have that gene. But, but you have a, you have an aesthetic. You have you know when something's good. Absolutely. And when something's not yeah, good, I can see it. You can see it. Yeah. yeah. I just can't get it there. Yeah, but that's fine. and
0: That's why you need people like me. Absolutely. But then we can learn from each other. Different ideas about yeah. business so you, you're talking about design and as you're talking about i'm thinking oh that you know that way of thinking mm. that might help here yes. so yeah. it's all that kind of stuff that yeah. as, as we're going along that helps drew it's been fantastic talking with you i mean oh we, could talk, um, we could talk for another hour going on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been great
1: <laughs> talking with you stayed. yeah so it's been um, really and,
0: and i think what we'll do if it's okay with you is perhaps a little bit down the road do a um, part two yeah absolutely um, yeah and get a little bit more into the, the conversation and more into the detail. Mm. So it's been fantastic no, I mean, fantastic having you on the show. Thank you, Vic. Really appreciate your time. And uh, look forward to chatting with you again on the show and bringing this to everybody else. Great stuff. Thank, thank you. you very much. Well, thank you, everybody, for being on the show. It's been great chatting with you, great chatting with Drew. Really hope you've uh, learned some things. Um, Drew's had a fantastic career, fascinating stuff that he was talking about. Um, And so I hope you've learned a lot. Great chatting with you. Look forward to seeing you again uh, soon. Catch up in the next episode. Take care. Cheers, everyone.